Welcome to The Innovation Experts, a global podcast brought to you by Farnell, Newark and Element 14, where you can find out about the latest innovations in the world of electronics. Today, we have Kevin Goose from Omega Engineering, joining us from New Hampshire in the United States. Kevin is the Director of IoT Implementation and Strategy. He has more than 20 years experience working in new product and technology development, specialising in process monitoring and sensing solutions. In this episode, we are going to find out how companies can embrace digitisation and upgrade to Industry 4.0, specifically in the areas of edge monitoring and control, data management and analysis, and pilot evaluations to enable full system installation. Welcome to the podcast, Kevin. Thank you very much. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you. Okay, so the first discussion topic, what does Industry 4.0 mean to Amiga? Yeah, certainly. Excellent question. So Industry 4.0, as a continuation of all of the industrial revolutions throughout the years, is just the future for Omega Engineering. We have been here for over 60 years supporting our customers with components, and we certainly don't want to have a Kodak moment where we're denying what the future looks like. We want to embrace the industrial IoT solutions by getting our sensors into the hands of people and up to the cloud or up to their internal cloud to meet their demanding solution needs. That's really interesting, Kevin. So you've mentioned sensors there. Can you expand a little bit? I mean, where do you see the Amiga solution fitting with Industry 4.0 as a whole? Are there any other products that our listeners would be interested in? Oh, there's quite a bunch. So let's give some background here. It's such a wide discussion. Considering that Omega Engineering started with Betty Hollander in 1962 by providing thermocouples as a a critical component for industrial sensors, and then we fast forward 60 years, we've become the technical experts in providing convenient, customized, and some innovative sensing and connectivity solutions by adding numerous types of measurement sensors and calibrators, controllers, data acquisition, heaters, and there's more. So to meet the growing needs of our customers, Omega launched their industrial IoT, AKA IoT, that portfolio to become a one-stop shop for sensor connectivity products that spans wireless and wired solutions in both the cloud and enterprise applications. So our goal is to build a robust portfolio of complementary industrial IoT products and solutions that enable our customers to gain a higher understanding of their business. It saves time, it saves money, and it helps them to prevent unnecessary waste. So to answer your question directly, it's very important to Omega to go down the road of industrial 4.0 or IIoT. And we could talk more about the actual sensors themselves. But if you look at industrial components, we can pretty much integrate almost anything that either exists or offer new components in an industrial process setting and get it into your control environment and monitoring environment in real time. No, that's great, Kevin. And certainly you've got a rich history at Amiga. So moving on. You obviously offer these solutions to customers. So what do you see as the most common challenges and pitfalls when customers try to move to Industry 4.0 systems? 
Yeah, so that's a great question as well. I mean, overall, one of the challenges, of course, that we are all experiencing at this moment is the pandemic, yeah, right? That was a bit of a disruption. And we're seeing some double-digit growth amongst our IIIT portfolio year over year. Uh, we're currently seeing a growing number of pilot projects in America, EMEA, and now in APAC. And 2022 is looking very good, and I expect 2023 to be even better. But, you know, first and foremost, our solutions start with our sensors. Almost any of our sensing components can be integrated into the platforms, as I had said, and we'll talk about the platforms and services in a bit. When we consider our legacy sensors, thermocouples, RTDs, thermistors, absolute and gauge pressure sensors, force and strain gauges, load cells, uh, level sensors, flow meters, you know, all of these can be leveraged from our legacy portfolio, but all of these need to be scaled if they are an analog output or integrated via Modbus. And it's possible to actually achieve that, again, with our legacy solutions. But when you consider our latest platform of digital smart sensors, we now open up added convenience and true plug-and-play sensors that are fully recognized and traceable. So Layer N is Omega's line of IIoT, and it is a line of easy-to-use smart connectivity solutions that offer both cloud and enterprise-level connectivity. It features long-range sub-gigahertz wireless technology, flexible modular architecture that can be used to remotely monitor wide variety sensor applications and types, specifically temperature or heat flux or flow, humidity, environmental, and also pulling in things like just a voltage or current output or a a pulse reading. So, you know, this is our top selling line in the portfolio, accounting for about 60% of our sales within the layer N products. So we have legacy sensing integration, and this includes the ability to integrate existing equipment, as I've already mentioned. So when we look at this, the next thing we look into is also the communications capability and services. When it comes to communications, before we communicate the data, We have to aggregate the data from multiple devices, and we do this through either a software gateway or a hardware gateway. And this will help to better explain the cloud services that we offer. So any wired sensor, be it a legacy or digital smart sensor, can communicate to a gateway. We offer a software gateway through a service called OEG, and OEG stands for Omega Enterprise Gateway. And we also offer a few hardware gateways. One is an Ethernet, the next is a wireless Ethernet, and then the other is a cellular gateway. And all of these lead right into the discussion of what the services we offer. So for services, we're a bit more flexible there. And we can break this down to an internal service before we get up into the cloud, okay? So a longer standing service from Omega, as I mentioned, was OEG. And this is a software gateway that runs on your internal network with a single lifetime subscription with some tiered pricing depending upon the size of components that you're offering. And we integrate almost any sensing application from thermocouples up to an advanced PID controller into OEG. And we demonstrate this data in a web server application. So I prefer to call this your private cloud, if you will. There's a lot of people out there that are a little bit risk adverse to security concerns. So OEG really talks to that while you're able to do wired or wireless solutions in that OEG environment. That offers fast data measurement and controls all within your network. 
And then the next to be considered is our layer N wireless solutions that I've mentioned. And that includes our smart gateways, which is hardware in itself, but we have smart wireless sensors with onboard measurements like temperature, humidity, light intensity. And these are compact battery powered devices. These are not our legacy. These are our new smart sensing components. And then there's our wireless universal smart probe interface. So we've got these little wireless smart sensors. And then when we have the wireless universal smart probe interface, this enables much more complex measurements to be integrated. The universal smart probe interface, it communicates with our wireless gateways, and that's where the data goes after that. It depends on the right system for the end user. So smart gateway can send the data through the network to the external cloud, or the data can remain within a facility and be integrated into OEG as an internal and private cloud. And if we use the smart gateway, the IT network can be avoided, or I should say the smart LTE gateway, the cellular gateway, if there's a barrier within your organization for within IT to get up and running, and we've come across this about 30% of the time, what we offer is a cellular gateway. And rather than going through your internal network, it actually sends the data up to the cellular network and then up to the cloud. So it's a long-winded answer, but in summary, we have internal OEG wireless layer N that can either go to the external cloud or to the internal OEG cloud. That's great, Kevin. You're giving some really good technical insights to our listeners for Amiga's portfolio. It sounds like you have a good mix of flexible products and some plug-and-play solutions as well. So with that in mind, what benefits should companies see from adopting an Industry 4.0 approach? Yeah, so the benefit, of course, is seeing data that you've never really seen before. When you bring your data into IIoT environment, into our ecosystem, as we like to call it, you begin to get access to data. You're not generating reports and looking backwards in time. You're actually able to put this on dashboards and look at your production facility in near real time and actually make decisions on the spot in addition to control. Also, one of the things that I really appreciate about this is that we're taking legacy equipment, not only our legacy sensors that may be in your environment or another supplier's legacy sensors, but also existing equipment that is in your facility. So for example, I've done this for some time now, and when I see the information uh, coming live, where the customer, the users have never seen this data before, for example, would be vaccine storage temperature, very popular in the last few years. And I started doing this about 10 years ago, looking at the cold chain storage of critical products. I was working in many hospitals throughout the New York State metropolitan area at the time, and they come in and actually read data twice a day as part of their protocol. They're also involved in FDA studies for vaccine development. And we began to put our temperature sensors and wirelessly transmitting the information up to the cloud. And we were setting alerts, looking at the controls. Now, compared to the current state where they were reading the temperatures in the morning and in the afternoon and making sure that their temperature control was adequate, the devices themselves or the instruments themselves, really the temperature variation was much, much wider. So it exposes some reality. And as I always say, reality always wins. It exposes the reality of the performance of their equipment. And that's a great example. So now they're not only finding the critical importance of their equipment and upgrading it, or at least the data availability, but they're exposing the reality behind the veil, if you will. 
And that also led into uh, some interesting conversations with directors of laboratories that things have been fine for a decade or more, but also the reality that they need to replace this equipment or shuffle equipment around if they're going to complete their FDA studies in a much more accurate fashion, if you will. So I think overall what we're doing here is we're improving the quality of the data availability, we're exposing the reality of the data, and when it comes to what we're providing out there in the world, we're helping to improve the quality of their product. However you define that product, the IIoT is going to see a massive increase in the quality of product, the improvement of throughput, and also increased knowledge on production. Another example is if there's an uncertainty around a process, be it a temperature or moisture or strength or pressure, if you will, if you could look back quickly at that data availability, rather than running processes in a factory through a complete cycle because there's some unknowns, all the information there is now available. And rather than running full cycles, you could actually save time. So I see improvement of quality, certainly increased in efficiency, and absolutely identification of where the adequate equipment is in your facility. No, thank you. And it's really interesting that you can talk about specific applications and the ability of Amiga products to analyze and interpret data. So many people really expected a faster rollout of Industry 4.0, and you've given us some really good examples. Um, are you surprised at the time it is taking for companies to adopt the approach? You've given us some really good examples, but just on a broader aspect. No, I'm not really surprised. IoT was certainly brand new. It takes time. There's always an adoption curve when it comes to something that's relatively new. You know, if it's not broken, why fix it? And it takes time to demonstrate the value that something can offer to the end user. So once you began to pilot projects and pilot them, these things take time. The internet was new enough, and we needed to look at what IIoT or IoT could actually offer. So it's taken that familiarity at the consumer level, at the commodity level, at the household, to see the advantages of IoT and your smart kitty litter box, if you will, that's improved life. And if it can improve life in our lives, then what can it do for us in industry? So no, not at all. Like I said, if it's not broken, don't fix it. There's a lot of documentation that goes into running a facility. When you write an SOP, when you write a quality assurance project plan for a facility and get them approved by government governing agencies, if you will, to make changes in that, uh, it takes quite a bit of time just to make the change. So there's a hesitancy on the technology, but there's also the day-to-day -day work and the drudgery of updating your project plans to get them approved again. So we really needed to see some strong value in IoT in an industrial setting. And I think now we're turning the corner on that. We're seeing quite a bit of an upsweep in the market now. Yeah, so it sounds like there's a lot of benefits, but it's going to be a steady adoption. And recent final research showed that difficulties in identifying or achieving positive return on investment is an issue potentially that's delaying Industry 4.0 deployment. How easy is it to measure the benefits financially? I think we've talked a lot about the data aspect of it, but can you give any advice on how companies can potentially measure the financial benefits of Industry 4.0? Certainly, yes, and I do realize that I did touch upon this. So just to focus on that point, achieving an ROI, once you integrate the data, you start with a pilot project, and you can then begin to reveal patterns in your equipment that you've never seen before. And it doesn't take too long to see how the quality of the product, 
the quality of the process can be improved with data that's never been available before. There's so much equipment out there that has additional analog outputs and Modbus registers that are not being scaled and looked at. The parameters can be combined now into machine learning across the facility and across multiple facilities to gain some big picture data. And I think that's where the end user, if you will, or the leaders of industry need to look at that. Pulling in an analog output and putting into this PLC and scaling it, okay, that's interesting. But if I to click onto my interface for my cloud account or my OEG account, I can look across multiple facilities to see how all of the, let's say, temperature control is doing for all of my ultra-low freezers. And I could pick out the single ones that are having an odd trend or a very stable trend or some uncertainty. So to get the big picture, like how long does it take to generate reports and pull them together on a monthly, weekly, or quarterly basis, that takes time. I think I've come across some very technically savvy companies, I should say. I can't talk to who they are in the United States, but they're all about pivoting quickly. The faster you can get to a behavior in your product or your process, the faster you can correct it. I think the other thing, what I talked about was in the big picture, is combining this data into the cloud for machine learning and artificial intelligence. We are in Industry 4.0. It is being adopted. The slope is increasing. So we're seeing an acceleration in adoption. But that also tees us up for the next industrial revolution, which is going to be Industry 5.0. And that's going to be the interaction of this big machine learning and artificial environment with human factor. So I think that over time, the RRI is going to be self-evident. Either you're going to be part of it, or you are going to slowly have an issue on how well you're able to run your facility. So the RRI really will serve itself as improving your ability to compete in the market and improve quality product. Yeah, it's really interesting that we're talking about Industry 4.0 adoption, and now we're even talking about Industry 5.0. So... And perhaps building on our recent customer survey, we did find many of Farnell's customers that are partnering to deliver industrial IoT service and products. Is Amiga also using partnerships to deliver a complete Industry 4.0 solution or even looking beyond that at Industry 5.0? Very good question. And there's only so far we can look into the future, but we're trying now with the change in leadership in Omega and a change in our perspective to prepare for Industry 5.0 by getting 4.0 implemented. But to your point in your question about partnering, the answer is absolutely yes. While Omega has the layer N cloud application or the OEG internal cloud application, if you will, or API, there's going to be more that's desired in the marketplace. And Omega Engineering wants to focus really on selling components, selling the sensors that is going to drive the ability for data availability. So we, we have to provide a solution. Now, when it comes to big machine learning and artificial intelligence, this is not where Omega Engineering is focusing on. But we do need to partner with others to actually enable that. So we are actively, at the moment, working with a third-party supplier of a very savvy cloud software to roll out our sensors at a much faster pace, but also, and I don't know if I touched upon this before, when we talk about big machine learning and artificial intelligence, we're actually able to combine, and leveraging this third-party solution, able to combine parameters that are being measured 
into calculating other end engineering values of interest. So it's not just looking at temperature across the board. It may be temperatures, pressures, flow. You get the idea of coming up with a throughput value, a flux output value. So that's the advantage. Omega Engineering is definitely partnering with providers of that type of platform to get us into where we need to be and launch through the future. I think that's going to be our interest in the near future is you tell us what are the sensors that we need to provide you, how much more intelligent do those sensors need to be, and we will provide them for you. The platforms themselves, we want the experts to run the platform development. And that's where I see the value in partnering with others to deliver IIoT services and products. That's really interesting because you've actually segued quite well into the next discussion topic, Kevin. And another trend our customers identified was the very rapid adoption of artificial intelligence in IoT systems. So given the relatively slow adoption of 4.0, would you agree there's a rapid adoption of AI with customers? No, I don't think there's a rapid adoption of AI. I myself uh, (laughs) have to admit that I'm only human. And aren't we all, uh, hopefully most of us listening to this podcast are only human, as there's many, many bots that are out there that are selling information or generating tweets and posts, as we all know. So, and I think on that, we are not there yet. But perhaps with the partnerships that we expect to cultivate to be in a more advanced state, probably by the end of 2023, we expect to be closer to having that ability But as far as the adoption curve, I think, again, we had industry 3.5 prior to 4.0. I think once we could get into generating pilots of demonstrating the capabilities of AI in the cloud, to me, that'll be the 4.5, seeing the value that's there. And then that will segue into 5.0. That's a great answer. And I agree. I don't think we fully understand or realize the impact of AI in our everyday lives at this point. So moving the discussion on, Kevin, why are your solutions unique? You've talked a lot about sensing solutions and given us some examples and applications and also your solutions offer some degree of flexibility, but you also have plug and play. So what really makes them unique in the market, would you say? Uh, What's unique about us is that the, the legacy of Omega Engineering, 60 years of creating sensors, We're bringing that into the future. So the folks that are familiar with the Omega Engineering name, especially our trademark thermocouples with their connectors, the ability to take the past and bring it into the future, that certainly puts us into a more unique vantage point, I think. And the fact that we're embracing this makes us even stronger. I think what's unique about what we're providing, I mean, taking a sensor and putting it up to the cloud and showing it on a dashboard, that's not unique aside from the font or the color of the background, really, how unique can that be? But I think one of the things that, that helps to set us apart is our ability to, you know, when we use the cloud, some see the cloud as a very, very good way for pulling data up to the cloud and for monitoring purposes only, right? Because there's a risk in connectivity, right? If we're sending data up through a network, up to the cloud, on some server, and everything is done very securely, there's no doubt there. But there is no ability to really control at the edge, right? When you're measuring something at the point of use, if you will, or the point of interest, that's the edge monitoring. And then the next level is, well, if I have, let's say, a very large pressure spike, I need edge control. So how does a wireless device that's sending data through a gateway up to the cloud every two minutes, if you will, able to respond quickly enough 
to do edge control. Right? And in some instances for Omega, the answer is, well, we can't. And I, I pride myself on the integrity in that statement because I don't want you to think and put your facility in danger in any way. Right? A wireless battery powered sensor that speaks to the cloud and provides data is very, very useful as far as monitoring goes. So what began to set us apart, we differentiate our smart sensors, those are the ones that do the monitoring, and send the data up to the cloud wirelessly. And then there's our smart probes. And our smart probes are not wireless, but they are smart. There's a lot of traceability information in there, calibration, manufacturing, and so on and so forth. But what we have is a dual-channel digital I.O. embedded into all of our smart probes. Now, all of those smart probes can be connected to the universal wireless interface, and that data can get to the cloud. But the cool thing about this is that we program the smart probe itself that's going to run off of two large C-cell batteries and has an integrated digital I.O. So we can program that. We are doing edge monitoring but we're actually able to also do edge control and switch a relay, trigger a stack light, if you will, and you take your imagination from there. So I think that's the one thing that sets us apart is the ability to do edge control in addition to doing the edge monitoring. And I think that when you look at our portfolio of what we can do with our smart probes, how we can integrate any milliamp or millivolt signal, Modbus, pulse, load cells, flux, any type of thermocouple or RTD. And there's a few other environmental ones as well that we do. That is really the one thing that I pride Omega Engineering in, is to be able to provide that type of edge control simultaneously. No, thank you. And I think you have provided some really cool commentary throughout this podcast. And when you consider everything we've spoken about, AI, Industry 4.0, Industry 5.0, your products and solutions, what do you think will be the biggest change or trend in the IoT industry 4.0 in the next five to 10 years? Is there one thing you could say, Kevin, that's really going to make a difference? I would say that keeping up with the pace, the ramp is getting quite steep. And then, of course, it's the issue of sourcing issues right now. So in the near future, we are all, <laughs> this is not anything specific to Omega Engineering, this is worldwide, is trying to keep up with the pace of the interest in the products and also the sourcing issues that we're experiencing. Will we or, or others have to redesign with new components if the component availability is not going to be there, right? That's a concern of ours. It could slow down. It could slow down not because of our ability, but because of the industry's ability to source and supply the components we need? Or will the increased costs cause the delay in IIoT deployment? We're seeing component costs that are just phenomenally increased. And of course, that cost has to be transferred somewhere, right? Once we can demonstrate the cost of ownership, it really improves the data experience and it adds so much value for those that are adopting Industry 4.0. I hope in the near future that we're not seeing an issue where it's going to slow down because now that return on investment, that cost of ownership starts to increase compared to decrease because of sourcing availability. That's, that's my biggest concern at the moment. Yeah, no, that is very true. And I think cost inflation and lack of component availability is a challenge the entire industry faces right now, not just the topics we've covered today. So Kevin, is there anything else you'd like to add that we haven't covered today? 
the change in Omega Engineering and what we're doing to meet the needs of the customer. I already mentioned that Omega is not about to have a Kodak moment. I use that term relative to Kodak focusing on the quality of their printing paper compared to digital photography. So we're not going to have that type of moment. Change in our leadership, really focusing and investing. We've invested quite a bit in industrial IoT, and we've brought on folks that are not just focused on components. Omega Engineering has been a fantastic company for providing components and sensors and calibrators and controllers, if you will. I could go on, of course. It has a more of a catalog company experience. And for anyone who's ever owned one of those old, thick catalogs from Omega Engineering would understand, yes, they're a massive catalog company, and they have been over the years. But what we're focused on right now is really the solutions. So we really have more people focused on process solutions, but also environmental solutions. My background personally in environmental engineering, the way that we look at things now is not just at a component level, but we're really looking more closely at instrumentation level in the future, but also the ability to take what we offer and how do we get it into process applications and environmental applications. As an environmental engineer, very, very large, there's no blinders there. We look at things in a very big, big picture and try to understand what the best solution is for the application is necessary. So I think that's one of the things I'd like to add that I'm kind of excited about that, that I've been asked to really take a look at things in a different way. And, and I have the support of the leadership team. It's been a very good journey, and I think it will continue to be that way. That's great, Kevin. So we're getting towards the end now, and at the end of each podcast, we like to ask our guests a few questions to get to know you better. Are you ready for our quick five question round? I'm strapping myself in. I'm ready and willing. Go ahead. <laughs> Me too. Um, so first, who's your favourite band of all time? Uh, Led Zeppelin. There is no hesitation there. And I have to say, the connection of Led Zeppelin to the Delta Blues in the United States and the way that they presented it, just fantastic music. And I have to say, and I'm going to add to this, Rock and Roll by Led Zeppelin is by far the best song that when I'm driving... I will blow out the speakers in my car because that has to go to the maximum volume. So I just want to add that. That is an excellent choice. They're also one of my favourite bands. Led Zeppelin 4 is one of my favourite all-time albums. So, yeah. And what's the craziest application that you have seen one of your products used in? I have to say, in the moment, it's fire prevention because I did not expect this. And I've had quite a history of instrumentation usage over time from other products I've designed that's been involved in COVID testing and mask penetration efficiency. And those are really great applications. But what I didn't expect was we have an industrial launderer who has actually used our sensors for fire prevention because of the spontaneous combustion that can occur with cotton fibers. And we've never seen it before. The customer themselves, which I can't really get into, but the customer themselves said, we've taken your products and we've made them our own. While I will not say that Omega Engineering creates, uh, manufactures fire prevention products, but it's very interesting to see that if the temperature gets up to a critical point, they have to react to make sure that their bin of cotton cloths, if you will, clothing, will catch on fire. And I think it's fantastic. That's yeah. one that's sort of made me chuckle lately, but also made me feel good about, again, how the creativity is being used in industry for a it could also be quite useful if you intend to bloat your speakers listening to Led Zeppelin, of course. Yeah, I'm looking at my vibration sensors right now. They're coming <laughs> soon. <laughs> no, brilliant. 
Thank you, Kevin. This has been fantastic. Just one final question. If our listeners would like to get in touch with you, what's the best way to reach you? The best way to reach me is using my email address, and that is simply my first initial last name, kgoos at omega.com. That's K-G-O-O-H-S. Brilliant. Thank you. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us on the Innovation Experts podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I would very much like to encourage you to check out Kevin Goos and the Omega Engineering Online to find out more about their specialist products and services. Thank you. We would love to hear what you have to say about how Industry 4.0 is supporting innovation in your sector. So please get in touch with us at technology at farnell.com or you can contact me directly on LinkedIn. Just search Simon Meadmore.